Alright, so I guess, I guess, I think it's safe to say that, you know, the Giants are probably going to be, probably going to be ranked 32nd with their offensive line, because, did you see, they, they couldn't even protect Daniel Jones, he was apparently at the bottom of a pile after a huge brawl at their practice, and <laughs> this is ridiculous, how, how does your quarterback, your starting, supposedly future quarterback, end up at the bottom of a pile in a huge brawl at practice within your own team? And it's really what made it better was Joe Judge after was furious, got rid of mm-hmm. all the coaches, and he said, "No, run." run. And yeah. like apparently a sports movie, he was like, "Again, again." Sounds like high school. <laughs> Just run. You oh, mess up. On the goal baseline. Line. Yeah. Threw him on the goal line. He had him do some push-ups, and then I guess he had a big talk. And afterwards, Daniel Jones was like, "I didn't get hurt. I think we got the message." Like. <laughs> Oh, uh, New York's going to New York, man. You got to love mm-hmm. it. Welcome to Our Factual Opinion, the sports podcast where your co-host, Zachary Nicklein and Tyler McGee, give our factual opinion on all things sports. Tyler, dude, it's been crazy. Everything from football going on, training camp starting. We just mentioned the Giants. Injuries yep. are already piling up. NBA free agency. We're going to go over all of it today. Yeah, got a lot going on. Uh Really excited. Like you said, a lot of sports, Olympics, NBA free agency, football, baseball, everything's starting to heat up. This is a good time of the year for sports. Nick isn't always right. Today on First Things First, Zach, they talked about your guy, your favorite player of all time. No, it's not Luka Doncic. It is Carson Wentz. Basically, we all know Carson Wentz got injured, had surgery on his foot, out for roughly 12 weeks. So, Zach, they're discussing who should replace Carson Wentz. So, Carson Wentz isn't my favorite of all time. Let's address that. I think he's talented. I think he didn't get a fair shake in Philadelphia. And, you know, Philly, city of brotherly love, that's not always true when it comes to Wentz. But mm-hmm. I guess it's true with Nick Foles. The injury, what was weird to me, is apparently it's a high school injury. Like, yeah, that's what's getting it was reported. really weird. Just got ignored yeah. his entire life for what he's... Yeah, was, I guess it's an athlete being an athlete. He had no issue just running around with it. It was really weird. And so finally it gave out. Mm-hmm. And I think surgery was the right idea here. I think he was like, hey, I have a great offensive line. We are in a horrible division. We can still win this thing being nine and eight. And then all of a sudden, you know, today, Quentin Nelson went and got hurt. Basically the same injury as Carson Wentz. He's going to yep. be out for 12 weeks. And it's like, Dude, I don't get it. I, I heard some people talking, and this very much frustrated me. Uh, who should replace Carson Wentz, Tyler? Nick Phillip Foles. Philip Rivers. <laughs> Nick Foles, that's what everyone's saying. They're saying, bring Nick Foles back, do this. I like Philip Rivers talk better. On but... Both Philip Rivers bringing him out of retirement and Nick Foles. But what's funny, not funny, you kind of got to feel bad, is Nick Foles replaced him on the Eagles, and now he could possibly replace him again with the Colts. It's like... Man, it's poor awful. guy. Yeah, it's awful. And you you look at it, and I heard some people kind of comparing it to the Dolphins back when Ryan Tannehill, when he was apparently a receiver playing a quarterback, and everyone mm-hmm. hated him, and then he went down. Do you remember the Dolphins went and dragged Jay Cutler out of the booth? Mm-hmm. So people are like, well, you did it with Jay Cutler. Why can't you do it with Phillip Rivers? And to me, it's like you can't go get Philip Rivers. I, I don't even care about him coaching high school. I think it's more the fact that Carson Wentz isn't out for the season. He's out yeah. anywhere from five to 12 weeks. So you're telling me that he's going to miss a month, but really if it's not starting now, cause he just got surgery, you know, he'll be back by maybe week two, week three. And then if it's 12 weeks, you know, we'll say that it's week eight, week nine, like in that division, that's good enough for him to come and make a run for the playoffs still. But I don't see them getting Phillip Rivers. And if you're the Colts and you truly wholeheartedly believe in Carson Wentz, you can't get Nick Foles. You cannot go out there and say this one year is more important than everything else because next year we've seen it. Nick Foles isn't going to do anything for you. You know, so if you truly believe in Carson Wentz, you got to go with him. If you don't care about any of them, I mean, you just got to let, Easton play the backup and just see mm-hmm. like, Hey, if you can ball great, if you can't, you know, it's going to be back like 2012, basically tank, they'll yeah. get a top five pick and we'll see where it goes. Yeah. I, I mean, I agree. I don't think you go out and just find his replacement already. 
12 weeks, we're still a month out from more, a little more than a month out actually from kickoff, which is on September 9th. But yeah, I agree. I, I don't think you should just go out, find a replacement and basically call it a year. You know what I mean? We, you traded for Carson Wentz, knowing you have a team that you could have built around him, that you can protect him with this line and have a pretty good offense to give to him as a season where he's going to come back. And I just don't think you want to go out and replace him already given I know he's been pretty injury prone throughout his entire career. So that's, that's something to kind of look out for as they kind of move on and hope he's had Carson one wins. healthy season. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. even what his, the Super Bowl season, he got injured right before his, the playoffs started. And, and the then, Rams, yep, yeah. that's when Nick Foles basically ran it for them. Crazy. I still can't believe he beat Tom Brady, but <laughs> yeah, I don't think you go out and find his replacement already. Yeah. And I've also been hearing talks about Jimmy Garoppolo. To me, that's just a less athletic version of Carson Wentz. Like, basically, you're getting a guy who can win games. I don't want to hear any slander on Carson Wentz. Like, the dude can ball. The dude can win games. It's just he can't stay healthy. So you want to do the same thing with Jimmy Garoppolo? I I don't get it. And I feel so bad because they have a great GM, a great coach, a great team. Mm -hmm. They just can't find a guy to throw the ball. And it's like, that's how important that position is. You can be a minuses, B pluses everywhere on the field. If you don't have somebody at quarterback, you're not going to win in this league. Yeah. I mean, I feel bad too. Cause I've honestly been rooting for Carson Wentz comeback. You and I are both talking about how we think they could be a top 10 team in the league with a healthy QB. Just the team is really well built and well-rounded team. Like you said, from, the coaching staff to the GM all the way down, you know, to the team. It's just, you look forward to seeing this Carson Wentz comeback. You always hear, I feel like the last two years has just been like, this could be Carson Wentz's year. This could be his bounce back year. And it's just injury after injury. You got to start to wonder like, is this just the constant trend? Are we never going to see a healthy Carson Wentz throughout a whole season again? Or I don't know. Cause I mean, I'm rooting for the guy. It's, it's tough to see him keep getting injured like this going on uh it's still the same network tyler i want to go on to our segment disputable jason mcintyre he went on to say that after all this free agency stuff the heat are the second best team in the east tyler mcgee what do you think i think it's kind of crazy it they got a lot better i'll give them that but i think it's crazy how you know just a week ago we were talking about how Giannis could be the best player in the world he could be better than KD. He could be the number one dude. And they kind of went on to talk about just saying like, oh, they got a lot better defensively. You know, Kyle Lowry is an all defensive guard. He took away PJ Tucker, which they did. Taking away PJ Tucker, the toughness of him is, is going to be, it's kind of tough for the, the Bucks. And then they go on to talk about, you know, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo are great defensive players, but what they just already forget about Drew Holiday, who's definitely a way better defender than Kyle Lowry is. And then, forget about possibly the best defender in the league in Giannis Antetokounmpo. Like, I don't, I don't understand how you can talk about how their defense got a lot better when the Bucks are one of the best defensive teams in the league with just Drew Holiday and Giannis alone. But I will say they got a lot better. Bucks didn't necessarily change. They re-signed Bobby Portis, and I forget they had another signing that I can't think of off the top of my head right now, but they're still kind of the same. They're still pretty much the same team. Um, obviously, Giannis, they were just talking about him being the best player in the world. And now all of a sudden you want to put the heat above them. I, th- I think that's a l- not a little crazy because I do agree that he got a lot better, but I-, I can see them competing. And I can't just say all of a sudden they're undisputed, the second best team in the East. And I think it's kind of funny how we're arguing over who the second best team in the East is because we know how the Nets are, if they stay healthy, going to run that whole conference. It's so weird because you never see teams that win championships go to third right away. Yeah. Like it should be either, you know, oh, the Bucks are the best team in the East, Nets, you know, they're close or vice versa. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden it's like, no, 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 this team that we loved in the bubble with all these young kids, yeah, they couldn't perform last year. But you mm-hmm. know what's really going to fix it? Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry. He went and won a championship. But that was really because of, you know, Kawhi and the Warriors having like half their team that year. But mm-hmm. it's ridiculous, Ty. Like you said, you'll look at it. I don't think Giannis <clears throat> is the best player in the world. 
But how no, are people so banging the drum, hitting the table, saying, this is the guy, this is the face of the league? Oh, just kidding. He's the third best in the East. So if that's the third best in the East, so what are you saying? He's in the West. Like, that's pretty low in the West, you would think. Yeah, you just look at it and it's like, I, I don't buy it. And you look at the Heat, it's what have they done in a somewhat normal season? Like, I truly think the only reason the Heat got that far is because it was an empty stadium. And mm-hmm. when you're in your 20s, you know, young 20s in the league, like they had for most of that team, that's how they practice. That's how they play. Like, they are so used to just all in with their guys. You know, they kind of just talk crash back and forth. That's what the finals was. I don't see it as a Mickey Mouse championship, but I do think that them being comfortable in that area played a big factor into it. So, no, I, I don't see the Heat as second. You know, I might not even see him as third. Really? Yeah, I, I'd, have to, I, I'd have to really look at it because they went and signed uh, Andre Drummond, as you know. I don't know how that's going to work out. I mean, you get upset with Simmons and his free throw shooting. I mean, and then you got Andre Drummond, who's almost just as bad shooting like 50 some percent from the free throw. He's below 50. He's 47. Damn. Yeah. So. 47%. I have a better chance of getting heads when I'm flipping a coin than I do him making a free throw. So <laughs> I, it's going to be interesting seeing him and Embiid together. I mean, cause mm-hmm. Drummond will attack the rim at least, um, you know, Simmons will wait and see where he goes. Cause that stays in the East. Yeah. That could be interesting I mean, it, too. Yeah, it's hard to say that right now, too, because 76ers still got moves to make. They were trying to shop Tobias Harris. They're trying to get a James Harden-esque trade with Ben Simmons, which is kind of ironic because they could have gotten James Harden with Ben Simmons. But still, it's not like the 76ers are done making moves. You know they're going to try and deal at least one of them this offseason. And you can't forget about Joel Embiid. The guy was MVP of the season before he got injured. Now, granted, Jokic, I think, had an amazing season and deserved that MVP. But if Joel Embiid stayed healthy, he was probably the MVP of the league. So it's hard to just kind of ignore him. Forget MVP. It's They were talking. Remember when Giannis and Embiid were healthy? They were like, Embiid is the closest thing to Shaq. And then all of a sudden, Embiid's out of the limelight. And now it's like, Giannis is the closest thing to Shaq. It's like... Well, they were even saying Embiid could be more, more dominant because he has the interior presence he can take you to the rack and then he can stretch the floor by shooting threes or getting his mid-range jumper going so i just think it's kind of crazy they just kind of you know excluded and kind of threw out the 76ers like that when they're a pretty good team i mean joel Embiid is a monster i they grant they lost to the they lost to the hawks which i still i don't think they should have lost that series i can't believe the hawks are the team that's going to send ben simmons ben simmons somewhere else but Ice tray, whatever. So keeping with our NBA topics, you know, we've had a lot with free agency. We had a big story come out not too long ago, Zach, with revolving around Russell Westbrook and Kawhi Leonard. So apparently, don't know if these stories are true, but it's been reported that Russell Westbrook back in, I think it was what, 2019, reached out to Kawhi Leonard about possibly teaming up with the Clippers in LA and it would have been cool. You know, Russell Westbrook sounds like he's been trying to get this, you know, LA home reunion going again, but after he reached out to Russell or to Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard then reached out to Paul George and basically said, Hey, your boys, your boys trying to get me to come or come trying to get me to come play with me in LA and trying to leave you here in OKC. How about instead you leave him in OKC and team up with me in LA. And wow, that was, it was honestly a huge story. And it was just like, damn, either Kawhi is a genius or a terrible person, or he's playing chess. I don't know. How do you, how do you view this, Zach? Well, before we go on to that, uh, some not so breaking news in basketball free agency, the Bulls are doing a sign and trade for DeMar DeRozan. Uh, That'll be interesting. We can talk about that later in the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Kawhi and Westbrook, I mean, Westbrook wants to come back, uh, for people that don't remember, he played college, uh, with Kevin Love at UCLA. So mm-hmm. he is a SoCal kid. He loves it down here, uh, as most people do. And he wanted to come back home. So when you hit up a player who at the time was top five, some were arguing one of the best in the league or the best in the league, 
Mm-hmm. You know, you reach out your hand, you reach out the olive branch and you're saying, Hey man, I want to go home. I want my family to be home. That's where I want to finish my career. Like, I think you're great. I think our games would go together. Like, let's do it. And then mm-hmm. you go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Turn around and you go, no, I'm going to go get the other guy that you're playing with. Cause <laughs> I think he's better. Like mm. it just, people talk about, you always hear LeBron and Chris Paul and the players association. They're always saying this is a brotherhood. <laughs> you know the basketball players are dude that's cold-blooded man i don't get very cold-blooded yeah and also i've never heard Kawhi take responsibility for anything in his entire career i mean i heard Kawhi say more than five words in his entire career but the media they go and attack you know everybody else Kawhi, Kawhi goes and wins a championship you know, mm-hmm. they go, oh, Kawhi, Kawhi, he's a great young player. LeBron's worried. Look at, you know, the viral yeah, video I mean, they, for years. People were saying Kawhi's probably the best in the world now. Yeah, but you look and he does the whole LeBron's at the free throw line. He looks, he rolls his eyes because he sees Kawhi and people are like, oh, LeBron's scared of him. You go years on later and then all of a sudden he starts doing the whole thigh injury. I'm still not too sure what happened with the mm-hmm. Spurs and you know, people are like, is he going to come back? Is this going to happen? Then people start, you know, attacking uh, Greg Popovich. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, he's a player who didn't want to play. There's probably more to it, maybe about yeah. Greg and that whole, you know, organization. But it's like, he didn't want to play. We're out here, you know, crushing Simone Biles in the Olympics for not going out there and playing. And we know what's going on with her. Mm-hmm. Kawhi, we had no idea. We were just told it's a thigh. You know, there were some people even saying it was just a super deep bruise and some uh, tissue issues. Mm-hmm. Nothing. And then he goes, forces his way out. They do a horrible thing to the guy where they say, you know, we're going to get you out of America. Forget the team. Like, <laughs> we're going to go ship you to Canada. And then he goes and wins the championship, and people are just like, okay. And they loved him. They, I mm-hmm. rarely hear people, if ever, say, Oh yeah, you know Kevin Durant was out and Clay Tom, uh, Thompson was out. Like that wasn't a real championship. Yeah, you never hear that. But no, this year it's the Suns were the healthiest. Like, oh, they're not the real. Like, no, nobody said that. And it's like Kawhi gets every break. Why is nobody getting on this guy for just pulling a blind one on Russell Westbrook? Yeah, I mean, I will say this. I mean, it's tough. I feel like it's a business is business, man. He felt like Paul George was the better player and I guess he just wanted to team up with him but you you should he should at least have a say you know what I mean like I get it I think it was pretty cold-blooded snake move to kind of just do that but at the same time if you don't want to play with a specific player he's not obligated to play with him just because he reached out but I I agree I feel like Kawhi if if LeBron did this oh all hell would break loose in the NBA this would be the dirtiest move you can never compare him to Jordan that type of thing. you know what I mean if LeBron did this that'd be terrible if, if honestly any other if imagine if we heard Kevin Durant doing something like this again oh man uh-huh. that would be a bloodbath especially with what he already did with the Warriors and I mean not the Warriors with OKC and then going to the Warriors and but yeah I, I agree I feel like he doesn't necessarily get the treatment that some of the star players do like Russell Westbrook has just been a slandered player almost his entire career just because he's, he's a stat patter. He's not a winner. You know what I mean? Which he hasn't really won anything, but I feel like his greatness just kind of gets thrown under the bus and we kind of dismiss it. But I, I agree. I just feel like this is something that I feel like wasn't really talked about a lot, just because I feel like a lot of it got overshadowed with free agency starting up, but man, I thought it was a crazy story. And I, I kind of agree that, you know, he doesn't get, reprimanded for stuff like this because it's quite yeah. Leonard. I just think a lot of it also just has to do with him just completely staying away with the media and and you look at it who who is Kawhi to Westbrook like it frustrates me so much that you're like no, no, no I'm gonna go with the other guy you you go and get that guy and Russell Westbrook is everything that Kawhi isn't except for you know I'd argue mid-range is great for Kawhi and clutch but I mean you look at Westbrook he plays every game and when he plays every game, he plays hard. Mm-hmm. He didn't really get injured until the past couple of years. You know what I mean? He stayed with his team. You know, we love Kobe Bryant. We love Tim Duncan. We love Dirk because they stay with their team. Kevin Durant goes and leaves. James Harden goes and leaves. No, there was nothing for Harden there. I think he really wanted to grow. So you can't fault him for that. Durant, yeah, obviously like you can. Leave. 
you, you look at Westbrook, though, and it's like stays with his team. He's loyal, plays hard, always has his teammates back. Like, mm-hmm. how is that not a guy that you want? Like, the media makes him seem yeah. bad. He seems like a guy who gives his passion. He's a guy I'd want to play with. Mm-hmm. And even side note, honestly, like, it seemed like players like, so Chris Paul, it seemed like he got sent to OKC basically to end his career and die there. You know what I mean? Yeah. It seemed like Russell Westbrook got sent to the Wizards and that's where his career was going to die. You know what I mean? That it's, it's cool to see these guys bounce back. But yeah, I agree. Hats off, Westbrook. I hope you go to L.A. and win a championship because we know Kawhi is not. <laughs> Tyler, basketball is crazy. All that happened. But I know free agency. I just broke the news to you. The mm-hmm. Spurs and the Bulls making a trade. DeMar DeRozan. Give us a breakdown of NBA free agency. I was at work and I was coaching and all this stuff was happening. I couldn't see what was going on. Catch me up. All I know is I was sending you a lot, a lot of updates of NBA free agency. And I think that Chicago Bulls team is something that we should talk about in a little bit, but here we go. So first move right out of free agency broke Lonzo ball got 85 million over four years. And honestly, good for Lonzo ball for getting that bag. I am really looking forward to LeVar ball showing up to some press conference saying that Lonzo balls, the best player to ever play for the Chicago Bulls. <laughs> but yes, let's keep moving on. So we have a lot, a lot of signings here. So Mike Conley got a three-year, $72.5 million, $72.5 million deal with the Utah Jazz, keeping that big three of Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, and Mike Conley together. Kyle Lowry signed a huge deal with that sign-and-trade deal with the Heat for three years, $90 million. Then we got players like Chris Paul, who got four years, which the wording was interesting. So he got four years, 120 million, but it said could be up to 120 million. So I don't know if that's maybe incentives, uh, signing bonuses, or maybe even his last year, not necessarily guaranteed. There's it probably said if you won the out. chip, we'll give you an extra 30. Dude, yeah, maybe. And then honestly, you got some interesting deals like Evan Fournier, who signed four years, 78 million with the Knicks. Um, I like the Tim Hardaway deal. He got he just recently signed back with the Mavs. Four years, $74 million. And then you got players like Trey Young, Jimmy Buckets, Shea, SGA with OKC, who just signed big contract extensions, which I'm really looking forward to seeing them keep playing. Although Jimmy Butler, that was a huge deal. I think it was five years. So we'll see. We'll see how that pans out. And then also what I liked, which good for him, I don't know, we'll, we'll discuss what we think about it, is Duncan Robinson got the biggest contract ever by an unsigned or an undrafted player, and it was five years for $90 million. Good so yeah, we got, a lot of, we got a lot of big deals coming out. Norman Powell re-signed with the Blazers. Gary Trent re-signed with the Raptors. A sneaky sign that I kind of liked was for the Pelicans after they lost Lonzo Ball. They got Devontae Graham off a four-year deal. So a lot of wins. Steph Curry just signed a huge extension today. I think it was, I saw that he's the first player ever to sign multiple $200 million contracts, which well-deserved guys, the best shooter we've ever seen in our entire lives. Best shooter the NBA has ever seen. I love Steph Curry, man. I, I love him. He's a great player. Change great dude overall. Yeah. Change the league forever. And then obviously we got the Russell Westbrook trade to the Lakers. Lakers signed a few players. I've uh, seen a few tweets about them being a retirement home, which honestly I find really funny. But they signed Malik Monk today as of what's today, Tuesday. They signed Malik Monk. They got Carmelo Anthony. And then they signed a lot of reunion with Trevor Ariza, Wayne Ellington, Kent Bazemore. Dwight. Dwight Howard, which I think was a great sign for them. But a lot of big deals, Zach. We'll discuss what we think. Were these deals good deals for the teams or bad deals? Were they overpaid? Down the line, we'll go, we'll, we'll hit kind of like the main guys. We don't want to make this too long. We don't want to probably cover everyone, but Lonzo Ball, 85 million over four years with the Bulls. What do you think about that deal? The Bulls as a whole, I'm so happy to finally see. I feel like not since Derek Rose, Mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler days that they've actually been trying to go out there and win you know yes. Lonzo I like don't forget who joined Lonzo in Chicago our man Alex Caruso, Alex Caruso. hats off gonna miss you I uh, am really I gonna know. miss you 
Yeah. Oh, man, the Caruso join in Chicago. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun out there. I don't think they're going to yeah. be title contenders, obviously. Um, no. But I could see them sneaking in at like six or seven. They'll be a fun team. Lonzo's contract. The lobs throwing up to Zach Levine like is going to be a lot of fun to watch. Zach Levine's going to be great between them mm-hmm. two. You know, I liked Lonzo and Zion. That's a guy I feel bad for on the Pelicans. Just yeah. th- that franchise is ridiculous. But Lonzo, yeah. his contract, I think is good especially because mm-hmm. I think he fits with that team and that culture. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he he's definitely improved a lot over these past few seasons. A lot of pressure when he was joining the Lakers. You basically had Magic Johnson saying, leave some of those records for me. Your jersey is going to be in the rafters. Poor guy, just LeVar Ball. The spotlight was on him. Eh, that was tough. But, you know, you see him bounce back really well with the Pelicans. Had his best three-point shooting year. His form looks really good. And... That Bulls team, man, they look like they're going to be a lot of fun. They got Lonzo Ball now. They got DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, Vucevic. They're going to be a good team to watch. And like you said, probably not title contenders. No, not probably. They're not title contenders with teams like the 76ers, the Bucks, and the Nets, the Heat, all in that all in that conference. But I think they're going to be a fun team to watch. And they're going to be know, I feel like, yeah, I feel like I'll find myself rooting for them because I like Zach Levine. I'm a big Lonzo Ball, and obviously I love Alex Caruso, so I feel like I'm going to find myself rooting for them a lot. All right, moving down the list. Back over now to the Western Conference. We got Michael Conley signing a three-year, $72.5 million deal with the Utah Jazz. Zach, they were the number one seed in the West this season with their big three of Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, Michael Conley, and then they also have players, you know, like Joe Ingles and Jordan Clarkson that fill out their roster pretty well. What do you think of this signing? And what do you think about the Utah Jazz? I like the years. I think the years are good. Um, I like mm-hmm. they're keeping the core together. I think the Jazz are one of those teams where I don't want to compare them to the Bucks, but I they kind of remind me of the Bucks the past couple of years where they're always solid. You know, they're knocking mm-hmm. on the door and then they're just not able to burst open. Will the Jazz be able to get through that door? I don't know. Um, but I don't like the money. I think mm-hmm. if they could have shaved off about 12 and a half mil, you know, make it 20 years, 20, 20 million years, a year. Wow. <laughs> 20, 20 mil a year, I think that would have been better. Um, and then mm-hmm. that other 12 mil, you know, you would have been able to spread that around. Um, well, it'd be about four years that you, four mil that you save a year or so. I think that would have made things better, especially maybe getting mm-hmm. one or two more veterans to fill out a bench. But uh, the years are good. Money a little too much for me. But no, I, I like the idea and I like that culture. I will say this. I forgot to mention the Utah Jazz also signed Rudy Gay to two year. I think it was like a $12.5 million deal, which is good. Like you said, veteran, veteran presence. But I will also have to say this. I feel like it's hard to kind of judge these deals because you will say Michael Conley probably got overpaid, which he probably did. But at the same time, you're talking about a small market team that, you know, is probably going to struggle to get other players to come play in Utah. So I could say it's not necessarily a bad deal. Like you said, we're keeping the, their three core people together. They kind of struggled towards the, because in that playoff series, you know, you, you lost Michael Conley for a little bit who got injured and you also lost Donovan Mitchell. So they kind of suffered some struggles at the end, but I, I do agree. I think I like seeing them sticking all three of them together and who knows, maybe running back again this season, maybe they will be, I, I don't know if I can necessarily picture them being a number one seed again. I feel like injuries played a big role in them getting that number one seed, but like it is, you know, like we say, it's just, you stay healthy. You're obviously going to be up there, but. I could see yeah. top three or four, but I also do want to say this. I, I never believe a player could be paid too much. I think that if they're willing to pay you, take it. Mm-hmm. Uh, just from a standpoint of mm-hmm. money, the way I think is, so like for the Lakers, I think Westbrook's making too much. I think LeBron with everything else he has going on is making too much. So it's like, if you can take that, you can make a better team. I'm not going to fault them for taking the money though. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I'm not going to be upset I'll never fault LeBron. the player for getting their bag. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm never going to be mad at them taking 40 million a year because it's like, mm-hmm. if you can get it, get it. Yeah, you know I, mean, I mean, like they say, if, like, yeah, the NBA is a business. You could get traded easily one day and you're just like, wow, I can't believe they did that. You know what I mean? If you're a player, take your money. I, that's why oh, I never right. fault NFL players for taking all that because a lot of their contracts aren't even guaranteed. 
luckily the NBA contracts are guaranteed for them. So never fault the player for taking their money. Yeah. I don't know. I am right. happy. He got his money. Just wish it was less. That way they could maybe get one more guy. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're going to keep bouncing back now back to the East. We got a team that we talked about already today with the Miami heat signing Kyle Lowry three years, 90 million, and then also picking up PJ Tucker and extending Jimmy Buckets and Duncan Robinson. What do you think about the moves they made this offseason? Jimmy got a lot of money. He did. He got a lot of money, which Jimmy got a lot of money. It was like four years, 184 mil. He got a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Now I'm not going to fault him for taking the money. It's just he had so many young guys around him, and he finally got a veteran with him in uh, Kyle Lowry you shave off a couple mil you're able to get one more vet you're able to bring one more guy and what's great about the heat is you're in a city people want to be in you know you're not in milwaukee where you have to everyone loves money to go yeah you don't have to convince somebody to go to florida you have to convince somebody to go to Mm -hmm. wisconsin yeah you know arizona sometimes like those are places you gotta really recruit miami Mm -hmm. you go hey man look we don't have as much taxes as california they don't got like any tax California's got a lot of tax. If he saved a couple mil, you know, I could see them going out there and getting one vet. But no, the years is always what I look at. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I'll sneak peek. I don't like the Chris Ball deal because it's four years. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think the years for Lowry, I think the years for Butler, I think those are good. Yeah, I, I agree. The years for Lowry are good. Three years. He's 35 right now. Seems like he still has a good amount left in the tank. But we'll see. I, I think the Heat are definitely the team that a lot of people can say got the best throughout this free agency. And not only that, you know, like you said earlier, while we were, weren't filming, got better because they took players away from other teams, like taking the toughness and, the, you know, really defensive gritty player of P.J. Tucker away from the Bucks, And then as well as taking, you know, Kyle Lowry away from the Raptors, who, let's be real, the Raptors weren't necessarily a threat to the Heat in general last season and probably weren't going to be this season. So I think just, you know, taking that away and then just kind of, you know, I saw 76ers possibly trying to get Kyle Lowry. You know, you saw the Lakers maybe thinking about Lowry before that Russell Westbrook deal. But, yeah, you could say that they probably got the best out of this offseason than most teams Let's go back again now to the West where you kind of touched upon for a quick second. The Chris Paul four year could be worth up to $120 million. What do you think about the Suns running it back again with Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, Chris Paul? I know they, I think they re-signed campaign with a two year, $19 million deal. So what are your thoughts on this, Zach? I like that they're bringing people back. Mm -hmm. I just don't like that Chris Paul's there for four years. Yeah, I, I mean, would have done be, what, one 41, I think, by that time. Yeah, I would have done a one or two year deal. You know, one year, I don't think he would have signed. Two year, I think they both kind of would have benefited. Mm. Um, three year, you know, that would have been kind of the one where if I'm the Suns, I'm like, look, dude, like they'd really have to twist my arm to do three year. If they said four year, I would have said no right away. But, you know, mm-hmm. Chris Paul I, takes you to your first finals and I'm not even going to do math right now since 93. So it's like, it, you kind of feel like you owe it to him. I don't like it. I wish it was two years. Yeah. Um, I will say this. I, I don't know if I'm hundred percent correct. I don't think the full details of the contract are out yet, but I, I agree. I think a four year deal is a lot for a player that they said was, you know, a leader, you know, we, we saw him play really well in the finals and then we saw him play terribly in the finals no knock on Chris Paul, really. Like, we know he's a great player. We don't know how many years he has left in him. We've obviously seen that these teams that he's gone to, like OKC, the Suns, they've gotten significantly better since he's gotten there. But it just makes you wonder, is four years, $120 million, is that a lot? But then again, at the same time, Phoenix hasn't been to the finals in whatever year you said. It's been a long time. And Chris Paul finally got to his first finals. So it makes you wonder, should they just run it back? They basically have the same team. They didn't really lose anyone, and they kind of just brought people back. So we'll see. It'll be interesting. A lot of the words, you know, were just people were saying the Suns only made it to the finals because they were the healthiest team, which could be true. But at the same time, 
the Suns look pretty good. Devin Booker looked great. DeAndre Ayton was having amazing postseason, and we'll see. It'll be interesting. Moving back to the West, we got your favorite players team, the Mavericks. And we talked about Tim Hardaway Jr. a little bit. He signed a four-year, $74 million contract with the Mavs. And I remember saying, I like Tim Hardaway as your third guy. He can get streaky, but he's a knockdown shooter. And he could, you know, he could be your consistent guy. Hopefully, you know, he breaks through a little more with his streakiness. But what do you think about this four-year, $74 million deal with the Mavericks? The Mavericks are going to be the best team in the West in about two years. I want that to be known. Like right now, if it's not next year, it's going to be the year after that. Because Luca, after they win the Olympics, I hope people look at him and they go, yeah, you're the best player in the NBA. But back to the deal, young, so the years don't bother me. The money Mm -hmm. don't bother me. I think he is the kind of guy that you can build around. I can see him going from a three to a possible two in situations. Now he's not obviously Mm -hmm. a two that you're going to rely on the entire season, but I can see his games where he just kind of like a better Kyle Kuzma, where you can just see him randomly going off for like 25 and you're like, yeah, you're just like, where did that come from? So Mm -hmm. I I can see him, you know, dropping 20, 25. You mix that with Lucas 30 plus, like that's a great combo. And then if they go and they do some type of trade to get rid of Porzingis, I hope somebody's listening to me. I don't care if they're upstairs or sideways. I need somebody to do something about Porzingis. Uh, Mav, great deal, though. Yeah, I, I like the deal, too. I saw a couple people saying he was overpaid, but, you know, I think, like I said, he's a great three-player, third-player option. He could be the two, like you said, in situations, but, you know, he's young. He's got a lot to learn still. I think he will become more knockdown shooter as, you know, his years progress. And I feel like he's a great player to have with Luca because you know Luca is someone who likes you know take it in. He can draw the he can draw the double, dish it back out to Tim Hardaway, knock down three pointer. I like the deal. I don't see how he's overpaid. Eighteen million dollars a year, and you're a shooter. Yeah, I mean, like... yeah, I think so too. I think it was a pretty good deal. I liked it personally, and I'm I'm a Tim Hardaway guy. But I'd like to move on. These are a few that I thought were interesting. Then I think you might also think are interesting. Every single we'll go deal. to, yeah, we'll talk about that too. We will go to Evan Fournier signing a four-year deal worth seventy-eight million with the Knicks. Now the Knicks also did bring back Alec Burks. I think it was off a three-year, thirty million dollar deal, and then Mitchell Robinson, I believe, was another three-year, about thirty-two million dollar deal. So they brought back like core. Alec Burks was a core bench piece for that Knicks team. They still have Julius Randle. They re-signed Derrick Rose as well. What do you think about them using up the rest of their cap on Evan Fournier? True story. I went to a fast food establishment the other day in Southern mm-hmm. California. And you know those trash cans that also have the little piece outside it? It's not really an ashtray, but people use it as ashtrays. Mm-hmm. So there was a parent who had her kid. The kid was about two, three years old. Went and grabbed the cigarette mm-hmm. in the ashtray. The mom freaked out, had him put it down. She goes and sits down to go grab hand sanitizer, puts him down. He runs into a bush with thorns. She then goes and grabs him, puts him back down, goes to grab tweezers, and he runs almost into the drive through lane and almost gets hit. That's what I think the Knicks are. I think oh, they're... I was wondering where the story was even going. I had no idea how this was tying into Evan Fournier. You look at it and you go, okay, you know what? Things are going good. We're going to sit down. Things are, we're going to have our burger. We're going to do this. And then all of a sudden they go and they throw a bunch of money and a bunch of years at what shouldn't be worth four years and 80 million basically. And then you go, okay, okay. Maybe they're not going to, they're not going to do that again. Right. So you sit down and you start looking at the paperwork. Then they go and they run into the bush and they go sign another guy. And you're like, why are the Knicks doing this? Like you should not be signing these guys to this amount of years and this amount of money. You should be looking to try and trade for Damian Lillard. You should be looking to try and trade for a Kyle Lowry. Like you should be trying to make this team. New York was in the playoffs this year and it was the most mm-hmm. electric thing. I Oh, Madison Square Garden. Yeah. I loved hearing 
NBA playoff basketball back in Madison Square Garden. Oh, them it was yelling so at Trey Young. It was it was fun. It was a lot of fun. That's what we need in basketball. We need the Lakers being good. We need Florida being good, and we need New York being good. Maybe not Brooklyn because I mean, Brooklyn frankly, was using James Harden to try and get tickets sold in their arena for the playoffs. Right. It's like you need New York. You need the mecca of basketball to be good. And so why are they letting the toddler just run loose? Mm -hmm. They should not be doing these signings. I'm not even going to call them average. I think they're bad. (laughs) I do think some of these deals can be moved if need be. But I I thought the Evan Fournier deal was, was interesting I mean, I guess there probably weren't free agents for them to sign, so they kind of made this deal. But like you said, it was I thought they would try and make more like moves this pa- this offseason, but I don't know. I mean, you covered most of it, so we'll move on to a small market team now where Damian Lillard plays. Norman Powell signs a five-year, $90 million deal with the Blazers. What do you think about this, Zach? That'll keep Damian Lillard. That's exactly <laughs> what he wanted. Uh, uh, I mean, it's tough because, like I said, they're a small market team. Players don't really want to go play in Portland. I don't know. I'll be honest. If Damian Lillard stays, kudos to him, man. That's some serious commitment. Him and Bradley Beal are in a fight over who's the most committed player to their team. Now, granted, Damian Lillard's team has actually been pretty good, where Bradley Beal's team has been pretty garbage these last few years. But, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't think it's necessarily a deal that keeps Damian Lillard. But at the same time, you're you're in a you're in a market where players don't usually like to go. So it's not necessarily a bad deal for the Blazers. I, I don't know how they could have improved. What the Blazers really need is a big guy, like a a good big guy who can maybe stretch the floor and play with Damian Lillard. I just don't know if you necessarily have the pieces to do that without having to trade, you no know, CJ McCollum. I don't know what the Blazers do from here, to be honest. I, I If Damian Lillard stays, good for him, but I feel like, honestly, the Blazers maybe just need to move on and try and bank on a new future. I don't know. What do you think? You know who I actually wanted them to get? Andre Drummond. Really? Yeah, I... I think there's so much about, oh, spread the floor. We need to do this. I think the Suns did a good job of showing us, like, if you have a guy who's playing the five, if you Mm -hmm. have these designated positions, like, that's not bad. Yeah. It's okay to play basketball the way basketball was kind of created. So I think if you have, you know, your point guard and Damian Lillard, obviously he's not the most pass first. He is a scoring guard. I have no issue with that. You know, you have Mm -hmm. McCollum. You know, you you get a five who is able to rebound. He's led the league in rebounding, what, the past four years? Like, you get him those second chance opportunities. I like him. Yeah. Well, it's unfortunate they didn't get him. Instead, he's on a team with Joel Embiid now, who apparently, you know, I've seen a lot of things resurfacing of Joel Embiid trolling Andre Drummond and now yes. they're teammates. So it's like, this is going to be interesting. I'm sure they worked things out and – I don't think people take things too personally in the NBA. I, I think a lot of people talk trash, and it is what it is. But yeah, man, I don't, I don't, I don't know what the players do from here. I, I feel bad for Damian Lillard, but he wants to stay. So I mean, how bad can you feel for him if this is what he wants to do? So, but moving on, we'll we'll talk about a few more here. I don't want to go super in depth because we're kind of getting along over here. I just want to ask what you thought about SGA's contract extension with OKC is he the guy that they want to build around is he a guy you would want to build around they have a million first round picks up until about 2200 so we'll see what they can do one of them has to be a <laughs> one of them has to be an MVP or Hall of Famer right so is SGA the guy you want to build around in OKC you know that's what's super interesting like you said it's it's the roulette table mm-hmm. you know if i put a dollar on half the board I'm bound to hit one of them. So going back I to think... one of our going back to one of our episodes, Angels drafted how many pitchers? One of them has to hit, 20. right? Yep. That's, <laughs> that's the OG very first episode. If you have not listened to that, please mm-hmm. go and do. Shameless uh, plug. It was a good one. Oh, shameless plug. I'm never never shamed. Mm-hmm. Um, no, the Thunder. They're fun to me because 
I don't think picks mean that much in the NBA. Not in the NBA, yeah. I don't think so either. No. If, if Drafts you're aren't as deep of, compared to football or baseball. For, it's football. Half the, more than half the league's undrafted. Oh, Forget yeah. the draft. You can literally Whereas just the say, NBA oh. is NBA is, you know, two rounds. IT's probably the biggest player to ever come out as the last pick. Small yeah. Isaiah Thomas, not a... Not Isaiah Thomas that Jordan had beef with. Pistons that Jordan hates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But so you look at the Thunder, though, and it's, I really don't think a pick outside of the 10 is worth it. So I can see them taking a bunch of those things, mm-hmm. flipping them for some trades. Probably not this year. I, I think yeah. if, they can, if they can finish outside of the, of, uh, the playoffs again this year, mm-hmm. watch the moves they make the next two years. Yeah, it's gonna I think be ridiculous. They got a lot of trade capital. They got a young star in SGA, and honestly, they have draft picks, so they can trade a lot of draft picks, keep a lot for themselves. They have a lot to build around. It'll be interesting though, because I feel like every year they just keep wanting to trade for first round picks. At some point, you got to stop trading first round picks and just start making moves. You know, I mean, start building. Yeah. So. We'll see, because even there was even reports saying like they're not necessarily like opposed to the idea of trading SJ. Like it have to be like a godly deal apparently. But it's like why, why, why are you not opposed to it? this? Is pro- this is most likely your guy? Keep him and build around him, or build a team that fits well with him with other stars. I don't know. I mean, obviously OKC is not the market to do it, but they have the trade capital to do it. So it's like at one point you got to stop trading for first rounders and get the ball rolling somewhere. But Dude's I like the extension. I, I hope they build them. Yeah, I like the extension too. All right. Well, I think we covered a lot of NBA free agency, Zach. We've talked about, you know, how we think the Heat are a good team. Lakers possible retirement home. That's one team we didn't touch up on. We'll talk about that real quick. What do you think about the Lakers signings? Wayne Ellington, Malik, Malik Monk, Carmelo Anthony, Trevor Ariza, Dwight Howard, Kent Bazemore. A lot of reunions for the Lakers. Uh, so those those picks are good mm-hmm. because of the trade they did. Mm-hmm. So I am not too big of a fan of the Westbrook deal. Um, it was I think an interesting move. Like a lot of it was, you know, Lakers need a three point shooter. Let's go out and get Russell Westbrook. He's a three point shooter. Yeah, right? no, it's, it's, it's just it's, the star. They went out, you know, stars make it work. Westbrook megastar it was just interesting fit for a ball dominant player to be playing with lebron you know what i mean yeah it to me you look at it lebron was obviously in on the talk like yeah i mean lebron and ad signed off on it there's no way that they do this without they had to sign off on it so if they think they can make it work that makes me confident. And honestly, I'm a, I'm a big Westbrook fan. I feel bad. He's gotten so much hate yeah. and slander. I just feel like it's just a weird fit. But at the same time, it's like these guys think they can make it work. I got 100% faith in them because these guys, this is a huge mega. Like, can you imagine just the lobs from Westbrook to AD or lobs from LeBron to Westbrook or Westbrook? To, like, it's going to be crazy. It's just a matter of will the paint be too packed or will they be able to get shooters like Wayne Ellington to – get the ball rolling. Wesley Matthews didn't have the best three-point shooting season. Got a lot of hate. Will they bring back Danny Green? I've seen a few of those. I don't know how inclined Danny Green will be to come back after he got death threats during that postseason, but yeah. I don't now, know. It's, see, and you're you're talking about it. What, what about mm-hmm. the lobs? What about the paint? It's not only did we kind of get worse at shooting, mm-hmm. we got older. And a lot like, older. That's, Seriously that's the older. joke lost, with the retirement home. Yeah, we lost... KCP, who was arguably, not arguably, he was the best three-point shooter, young player. We lost Caruso, Kuzma. We Probably going to lose THT. Could lose THT. We gained Malik Monk, who's young, but I mean, it's like, I saw, like, our roster is Carmelo Anthony. He's like 36. LeBron's 36, you know. Marcus Gasol is, I don't know how old he is. He's old. Um, yeah, but West, AD Westbrook's is, like, getting the up oldest there. young player. Like well, AD's, yeah, the oldest young player, basically, and... It'll be it'll be interesting. Yeah. So the deals that we made are good for what we did with Westbrook. I mm-hmm. personally would have loved to just do the Buddy Heald uh, deal. 
Mm-hmm. You do that. We get a young guy who can shoot. We keep more young guys. And then also, if you do a deal like that, we're not spending the money we're spending yeah. on Westbrook and, and we can make, you know. Yeah, honestly, if they did do that Buddy Heald deal, it looked like we possibly could be, could have been keeping Dennis Shooter, which I know a lot of people don't like because of his playoff performance. But you got to remember, that dude was coming off of COVID right before the playoffs. You know, COVID protocols, yeah. he missed almost two weeks. That's It's hard to just bounce right back in. It would have been interesting. I'm not, I'm not like someone who's going to sit here and say, man, that Russell Westbrook deal was horrible. Like, I love Westbrook. I think... I think they'll make it work. It's just, it's tough when you, because regular season, this is going to work really well. Postseason, when they start to play, you know, better defense, clog the paint, three-point shooting really matters in that postseason. So we'll we'll see. I mean, the Lakers weren't necessarily the best three-point shooting team in the bubble when they won the championship. They were, I think, about like 35%. But we'll see. You know, you got LeBron. If AD can stay healthy, and when I mean stay healthy, at least play like 60 games, it'll be interesting because healthy ADs could be top five player in the league. Yeah. The the biggest thing I got out of this is that the Lakers are taking it year by year. LeBron yeah, is like, I can retire next year if I want to, but we're going to go mm-hmm. out with a chip. So, yeah. I mean, if you notice, we haven't had a consistent team and since he's been here. Like, he, no. right away when Our he got there, most consistent player was kuzma and caruso yeah and (laughs) those are players that we knew were probably staying for a bit but even then kuzma was always in the trade talks lebron's the longest tenured laker now he's been there for three years like that that just tells you what this team is now so Mm -hmm. no i i hope they make it work i hope that davis can play center i hope lebron Mm -hmm. goes back to power forward both those things are not going to stay true. I think they're going to try it and they're going to go, no. Um, so, yeah, you know, we'll uh, see how it goes. I'm excited for the heat though. I am. Yeah. And it'll the, be, it's the maps. It's going to be an interesting season. I mean, we still have to wait to see what Kawhi Leonard is going to do. It's obviously reported that he's most likely going back to Clippers. We still haven't seen deals, you know, with Kawhi, uh, Reggie Jackson, Clippers probably got a lot of moves that they're going to make. So we'll see. It's going to be a fun season, I think. Yeah. And well, I've also forgot to, to mention the, the Nets signed uh, Patty Mills today, which the Lakers were trying to get. So that's a big signing for them. That's a tough loss for the Lakers. Leagues get more competitive. That's all I want to say. Yeah. That, that's good. You know, mm-hmm. we're not seeing so much dominance at the very top. Like you can argue who's the top three in the East. You can argue who's the top three in the West. And it's not so far. I don't think it's as certain as people are making it sound that it's going to be Nets Lakers. Like they hmm. did that last year and people are going to say, oh, well, the injuries. Yeah, injuries are a part of the game. Yep, exactly. You guys heard it here first. Stop following Woj on Twitter. Start following <laughs> Tyler McGee. He will break all that I news am... to you. Yeah, I'll break the news. Once Woj gives it to me, I'll break it to you guys. Don't worry. Follow him <laughs> on Twitter, Tyler <laughs> underscore McGee 3 for all your secondhand basketball news. Exactly. Before we end it, though, happy birthday to the GOAT. Tom Brady, 44 years old today. Gotta love it. Greatest quarterback, possibly the greatest athlete to ever live. Um, and that's also, a, that's a big debate. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. Uh, funny enough, Jets quarterback Zach Wilson, happy 22nd birthday. Uh, oh, Brady's wow. twice your age, and he looks about the same age as himself. <laughs> and he's probably gonna win the Super Bowl again this year. The GOAT, Tom Brady. Turns 44 August 3rd. Celebrate with some avocado ice cream. That'll do it for today's episode, Our Factual Opinion. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Our Factual Opinion. And you can listen to us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, wherever you stream podcasts. Mm -hmm. From your co-hosts, Zachary Nikolai and Tyler McGee, we'll see you next time. Good luck, Daniel Jones.